Hi, everybody. This is uh, Gad Saad. Uh, it's been less than a year since I had this lovely gentleman on, Deacon Cal Calvin Robinson. How are you doing, sir? I am very well, all things considered. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So the reason why I asked you, I mean, usually when I invite guests back, a bit more time elapses before they return on the show. In your case, though, you've gone through a very difficult ordeal recently that necess necessitated that I invite you back. Please tell us about it. It, well, it wasn't difficult. It's just a bit dramatic. Um, I got fired from my job two days ago. <laughs> uh, on the day, I was in shock. It was quite a quite a thing. But the, the next day, I woke up feeling blessed, actually. Not just because I'm liberated from, from the position, but also just a reminder that I'm healthy, I'm fit, I've got my friends and my family around me. I'm, you know, I'm a, in a good place, relatively speaking. These aren't, you know, it's not the end of the world, really. I just lost a job. Well, you know, that attitude of sort of existential gratitude suggests that you may not really need to to read my latest book on happiness because I exactly talk about that, that whenever we face some sort of calamity, we can always use the mindset whereby we contextualize whatever we're currently facing. And I'm not minimizing it. Getting fired is a traumatic thing. But when you put it in the greater hold, you can still walk away feeling smiley. Is this a mindset that you've always had or did you have to cultivate that mindset? Uh, it comes from my faith. It, you know, I, the first thing I do when I wake up is I say my prayers and I remind myself that there is something greater than me out there and it's God and it's him that blesses me with with my life and all the good things in my life. So that constant reminder is what's really framed this mindset. It's not, nothing to do with me. It's him. Wow. Uh, okay. So, th but walk us through the details uh, for, for the people who don't know. First, you know, the general story and then how you got implicated and led to your firing. Okay. So there is... A commentator, a left-wing commentator called Ava, I think her real name is Ava Evans, but it's Ava Santina or something online. And um, she was talking on a, on a panel show about men's mental health. And one of the panelists suggested that we should have in the UK a minister for men. I thought, yeah, this sounds quite a reasonable idea. We have a minister for women. Why not a minister for men too? Considering that the context of the conversation was men's mental health and the biggest killer of men in this country is suicide. You know, it shows that men are not cared for in their mental well-being. There's certainly an area there for improvement. Uh, but she said, no, men don't need one. And uh, this wasn't a surprise because this woman is a known misandrist. She hates men. She's one of those fourth wave or fifth wave feminists that it's no longer about equality. It's about superiority. And women can do and say things that men can't. And they can be derogatory towards men in ways that we would never want to be towards women. Anyway, she was having this conversation and it was a bit vulgar and, uh, you know, just adds to the layer of things that she's said in the past, including whenever a man criticizes her, she texts them on social media saying such and such would not shag you. You know, they wouldn't shag you. Um, and then Lawrence Fox was invited onto GB News on a Tuesday, which is the day that I'm on with Dan Wooten. And he was having a conversation about her, having a conversation about men's mental health, which I don't know why they were doing that in the first place, but that's what they were doing. And he used her own language. He said, you know, I, I don't understand people who are fourth wave feminists like this and they're men hating. Who would want to be with someone like that? And he said, who would want to shag her? Crass language, not something that you normally hear on TV, but certainly not the end of the world. But all hell broke loose. There was hysteria. Um, how can he say this about a woman? It's like, well, yeah, to be fair, a man shouldn't be saying this about a woman, but at the same time, it's you know, it's not illegal, it's 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 immoral. He hasn't broken any off-com guidelines or anything like that. 
Explain what that is before you go on. Explain what that is. Ofcom are the UK regulators. Ofcom are the government quango that regulates everything that goes out in broadcast media. And so they are our state censors, really. Um, So Lawrence got suspended immediately for that. And then there are comparisons on the internet of men saying this about other men and uh, gay men saying this about other men. You know, I wouldn't shag him. Nothing ever happened. Um, which is, you know, there's always a bit of hypocrisy around these things. And then Dan Wharton, the host of the show, also got suspended uh, because he didn't challenge Lawrence enough. He tried to in his own way. He was blustered. You know, he was caught off guard, and it's his friend as well, which makes it more difficult. He said something along the lines of, actually, she's quite a beautiful woman, which just made things worse. You know? <laughs> uh, You're objectifying yeah. her. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, but of course, Dan is a homosexual, so he wasn't saying it in a way that he he would shag her. He wasn't saying, no, you can't say you won't shag her because I will. He was saying that you can't say that she's ugly. But what Lawrence was saying, that she's ugly inside, not on the outside. Um, they got suspended. And I said publicly, this is wrong. You know, there are calls for people, calls from broadcasters, other journalists to shut down the entire station. You know, GB News should be closed down. It's like, what? How can someone who calls themselves a journalist be arguing against the free press, against free speech, against diversity of thought and opinion, and saying after one silly mistake to close the whole thing down? Clearly, they're afraid of competition. They're afraid that we offer a different or offered a different perspective to what they offer. In you know Sky News, BBC, ITV, Channel Four, they're all the same metropolitan liberal elite nonsense. And this is why GB News was founded because people want a different perspective and more balance. Anyway. I put out some public statements backing up my friends, standing by them and saying, you know, uh, I don't agree with what Lawrence said. However, I support his free speech and I don't think it was right to to suspend Dan, who was the host of the show. Perhaps um, Lawrence deserves some repercussions for what he said, but I I think it's a bit heavy-handed to suspend Dan because of it. If we are going to call ourselves the home of free speech, then we should probably try defending free speech um we haven't broken any offcom guidelines as far as i could tell we haven't broken any laws uh it was just an issue of morality but in this country we don't really have a moral compass anymore i from a christian perspective would say you know it, it was it, it was immoral based on, on on my particular worldview but everyone else seems to be picking their own particular worldviews it's like he crossed the pale like which pale who's drawing the line who's who's saying which line has been crossed here the feminist would say it's it's inappropriate for a man to be commenting on a woman objectifying her, but the traditional gentleman might just say, "Well, men shouldn't talk down to women in that way. We should be providing and protecting for women." So anyway, it was all very unclear, and I just said, "This is wrong. What are we doing here?" But I made the mistake of doing it publicly, showing publicly support, and I think this is what we should do. When Gary Lineker got suspended, all of his colleagues stood up for him, and he got he got returned to his role. Uh, but the left are more unified in that way. The right aren't. I stood up, suspecting that some of my colleagues might also stand up for Dan and for Lawrence. And uh, they didn't. <laughs> so I stuck my head up by myself and it got chopped off. Well, first and, of uh, all, thank you for your courage. You're certainly uh, uh, answering the call of being a honey badger because most people would have said, oh, let me just worry about my careerist machinations. Why get involved in this? So thank you for your courage. But I'm wondering if if GB News was founded on exactly those principles, so what causes them to capitulate the way that they do? Is it that they're afraid about advertising boycotts? Is it that they're afraid of the few you know, blue-haired Taliban who are going to picket outside their offices? What is it that's causing them to 
be incongruent with the raison d'être of why you founded the the station? Yeah, there are a few things. So the blue-haired woke mob is one of them because they the channel wants to be seen as more mainstream. It wants to be seen as part of the establishment, essentially. And it can't do that with people on the fringe like myself, Lawrence Fox, Neil Oliver, a few others. And I suspect Neil will be gone before the end of the year as well. They'll find a reason to get rid of him too. Um, and there are political reasons why the channel wants to become more mainstream. So they're afraid of the woke mob. They're trying to appease them and feed the crocodile, which we know never works. They're also afraid because the advertisers keep pulling out whenever there's something controversial because these horrible campaigns like um, stop funding hate and hope not hate, which are ironically named, just put so much pressure on advertisers to pull their advertisements whenever people like me or or Nigel Farage say anything that's just remotely right of centre. So they, they need to make money as a channel, of course, but of course there's a balance there to be had. And then... There is also Ofcom, and they are petrified of Ofcom, the state sponsors, uh, sorry, the state censors, because they've had a few fines, and you know Ofcom can pull your license if you cross the line, and Ofcom are clamping down harder on GB News than they are on other channels. Other channels can say and do the same thing that GB News would do, but not get the same consequences, and that's because we don't have a fair and balanced broadcast media. And I'm presuming that those state censors are very leftist even though they might pretend that they're not partisan, correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They say it's all about due impartiality. It's not even about balance. So you don't have to have right and left, but you do have to have due impartiality. You have to, have to show that the other side of the argument has been considered in some way, shape, or form. But that only applies when we're talking from the centre-right, uh, from a freedom perspective. If you are speaking from the left, you don't necessarily have to show due impartiality. Why is that? Because that's the way that they think. They are metropolitan liberal elites and they think they're, they are right. So their their views don't necessarily need to be challenged in the way that our views do. Wow. Well, I, I mean, I don't want you to speak for Lawrence. Anyways, we'll be holding a chat in the next couple of days. But do you, do you know what was the reason why the police, I know that he was fired as well. I mean, in his case, for directly making those statements. In your case, it's simply for supporting his right to make those statements. But why did the police go into his house what were they looking for what were they trying to do so lawrence spoke out on social media about the ules cameras uh, and these are the ultra low emission zones that are popping up all across the capital uh, people are being fined just for driving because apparently finding people for driving is going to help the uh, so-called climate crisis and it's it's an authoritarian measure that is costing people their livelihoods and there's an uprising against it. People are tearing the cameras down and it's, it's, it's a revolt, something we don't do in England. Uh, so it's quite interesting to see, but Lawrence came out in support of them and suggested that at some point he would join them and even suggested that he had a rich friend who would fund people that wanted to do it. And so the police made a uh, an, an example of Lawrence, probably at the behest of the mayor of London. They six police officers uh, raided his house, took his electronic devices and arrested him and took him down to a custody centre. Uh, again, it's they'll, they'll, they say it's a conspiracy to incite uh, criminal damage. However, another example would be Chris Packham, a uh, TV presenter on a mainstream broadcast network on Channel 4, released a TV programme asking the question, is it time to stop breaking the law for the climate crisis? suggesting things as extreme as blowing up gas pipes. Nothing happened to him because he's on the right side of the argument. Yeah. This is the problem. Incredible. Are there any, I mean, I don't know if you could speak about this publicly, but is is this something that 
whether it be you or Lawrence, and assuming that, I don't know if Dan will get fired eventually, uh, will there be a, a receptive judicial trajectory for you to file a lawsuit or are all the odds stacked against you guys? Absolutely. I will be using the full force of the law uh, that is available to me uh, because I see, I see it as an injustice and I hate injustice. Uh, so I'll be taking whatever paths are available and um, not necessarily to, to hurt GB News, but to pull it back on track. I still believe in the mission. I still believe it's essential. There is nothing else out there that can offer this voice. GB News and Talk TV together are the only right of center, the only people offering a voice to the silent majority in this country. Talk TV doesn't get any views, so it doesn't have very much influence. GB News is it, and they're losing their views. You know, the Tuesday night show that uh, I was on and Lawrence was on with uh, Dan Mutton's show, this week, they had almost half of their viewing figures. People have tuned up because the audience is, is very, very loyal. The audience is fantastic because they've been waiting for something like this. And then when it turns out to be false, they're like, okay, we want no part in it. In the political sort of journalism ecosystem, does GB News, would it be correct to anal anal analogize them to Fox News? Is that sort of the the space that, that GB News is trying to occupy in Britain that Fox News occupies currently in the US system? I would say yes, but other people would say no. And this has been the divide since the beginning. So people I've been around since the start and others like me who are centre-right and not ashamed of it would say, we need to be a UK Fox News. We need to have this bold uh, centre-right stance, um, of obviously offering a broad spectrum of views and opinions, but being upfront with it. And then there are other people who are, well, no, we need to be more mainstream and we need to be seen as reasonable and respectable by our enemies. To what end? Um, so there's a divide, a very big divide, actually, within the company. But there's also an infiltration. There are a lot of woke people that work there and don't like the mission statement, aren't on board with the mission statement, but work there because it's a job. And they are the ones undermining it from within. Are you getting a lot of people who privately write to you saying, uh, hey, I really support you, but please don't mention publicly that I'm supporting you because that's what I get every day, probably hundreds of these. Yeah, but it's been interesting. So I've been cancelled before. We talked about I was cancelled from the Church of England. Every single priest I knew messaged me, whether they were left or right, didn't matter. They all messaged me and expressed support. And I thought that was very charitable, uh, very noble and, and, and nice and good and what I would do in return. In the media industry, it's very different. The people that have messaged me, and there are people at GB News that have messaged me privately, um, but it's very interesting that divide is clear. The ones that have messaged me are all the ones that I would say are on mission, believe in the mission in the same way that I do. And the ones that have been silent and or attacked us publicly are the ones that are clearly not on mission. And it's, it's sad. It's really sad to see that. Wow. Are there are there any major figures, you know, the, the Pierce Morgans that have come out in public support of you or Lawrence, or have they all been silent? Um, Lawrence has had some public attacks from people, from our colleagues, which I thought was disgusting. I mean, if you don't like what he did, at least stay, stay silent. If you, if you want to support him, great, but don't attack him. Um, I haven't had public attacks or support other than, um, Amanda Platel expressed her support today. One of my fellow, um, panelists, but none of the, I don't think any of the presenters have said that was overhand, over heavy handed and overreach what you did, Calvin. But they've got to protect their jobs. Yeah. Do, do you feel so? I, I, your original 
response where you were exhibiting sort of existential gratitude might be a hint to what I'm about to ask next. But do you feel that given that this store has closed, this might allow you, hey, let me go independent. I mean, I'm thinking, say, of Dave Rubin, right? Dave Rubin, who, who could have gotten jobs with all sorts of established outlets, but said, look, I want to build an independent ship. I want to, you know, not not have to face what Calvin Robinson and Lawrence Fox uh, are facing. Is this, might this be the silver lining of, of this whole story? I try to look for the doors that God opens to me and walk through them. So I'm not actually planning anything. I'm trying to keep my ear to the ground and, and discern where I should be going next. I've always avoided independent media because I don't, I, I'm a commentator. I speak on events um, that are happening and I give my perspective and I try to put forward the Christian uh, viewpoint, but I don't want to be a producer and, and I don't want to have to edit clips. And that's different. That's a very different role that I'm not attracted to. So I haven't done my own YouTube channel for that very reason because I can't afford to hire a team. Um, so maybe there are solutions to that even. So maybe that would be a potential um future but i don't know i'm just i'm discerning at the moment i could maybe i'm going to step away from media entirely and focus on something else i'll i'll see where god nudges me how about uh writing have you thought of that that i mean not writing in terms of uh small outlets i mean you know short articles how about a book yes yes i've had a um book agent for a long time and i've had a number of publishers get in touch but i haven't had the time to actually sit down and, and write a book so maybe that maybe that could be something. Who knows? And I will just uh, just to kind of uh, put fire underneath your feet, if it if it helps. Uh, I'm a one man show. Uh, I have a very very stressful full time job as a professor with a lab, with students, with graduate students, with grants, and whatever I've been able to do on my YouTube channel and podcast has been. You're looking at it, and I probably have what 32 million views on YouTube, another wow. eight million downloads on. So. You know, don't underestimate the ability, even if you don't have an editor and a producer, if your voice and your message is a powerful one, people will flock. And so hopefully whatever you do next will only amplify your voice. That's a fair point. Thank you for that. And you do a great job. So if you can do it, anyone can do it. Eh? There you go. Uh, listen, I'm not going to keep you much longer. I just wanted to at least have it on the record. I it, It's such a timely story it, and it's a growing number of people who are facing exactly what you faced. Thank you for your courage. Please stay on the line so that we can say goodbye offline and uh, much success to you in the future. And I hope to talk to you soon in person. Thank you, Gad. And thank you to your viewers. God bless you all. Thank you. Cheers.